This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Welcome to episode 11. Last week on episode 10, we talked to Crystal Clark about how she stands out both online and in her business. But the question of how do I get clients and how do I differentiate myself is asked so often that I decided we needed at least two episodes, probably more. (laughs) So with that, I'm super excited to welcome onto the show today one of my biz besties, Bria Hash. Bria is the owner and founder of Virtual 40, an online virtual assisting firm created to respond to the cultural and creative messages of Black women in business. Bria's no-nonsense, no-cliche-allowed approach to marketing and visibility has attracted dozens of business owners to work with Bria to grow their businesses with meaning, intent, and purpose. 2018 has been a banner year for Bria, and I have been so impressed by the way she shows up and shares her message daily online. I just knew I had to bring her onto the show today. So let's go ask Bria how she created a social media strategy that generates leads. Hey, Bria, it is so good to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Tasha. It's a pleasure. (laughs) I just love you and I love your energy. So I'm so excited that our audience gets to experience you. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Sure. So I am the proud owner of Virtual 40. Um, I've been in business for two years. Um, At the time of this recording, in one week, it will be my release date. So otherwise known as my cubicle divorce. (laughs) I Um, love that. (laughs) When I went full-time in my business. Um, So I spend a lot of time running my agency Uh, We work on a lot of information products, digital products. And when I am not running my agency, I'm running my mouth. So (laughs) um, I spend time teaching uh, people how to create small businesses and optimize sales um, and just to have a client-focused business. Um, What has been most important to me right now has been teaching service. So really serving and getting back and stepping away from the impersonal exchanges we're having in business. I mean, getting down to the nitty gritty. So um, that that about sums it up. That's super exciting. I love that because I think so many people start businesses because they're good at like one thing or because they want to serve in one way. And then we get into our businesses and realize that there are places where we're lacking, where we haven't had the education, you know, and we need the support in getting better at those so that what we're great at can shine through. Yes. yes. And speaking speaking of that, so before I actually did do and, and uh, did the cubicle divorce and left my job, I worked in insurance. So I like to say that I had like the best training ever possible because yeah. I worked at a Fortune 500 insurance company. And for six months, it was literally a boot camp on sales. 
So now that I'm in my business, um, I, I don't qualm. Like I have no qualms with actually selling, asking for the sale, responding, um, making sure that the sale is already laid out. And I realized that I had a knack for something that other people may not have had the training. Mm -hmm. um, so that is a lot of what motivated me to begin sharing my information because um, sales don't have to be impersonal. You don't right. have to be nervous or um, you don't have to feel salesy. Um, but selling is essential to actually having a healthy business. So really, really grateful for the background and grateful that I can like teach it, disseminating it and communicate what it takes to be a healthy business owner. Right. I love that. So this year, I know that you've been super intentional about visibility and about having a really streamlined social media strategy. Can you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about the thought process behind that and what was it like planning out that strategy and then implementing that strategy also? <laughs> That's a Absolutely. loaded question. <laughs> no, no, no. I got you. I got you. So first things first, um, it, I just had to get logical with this thing. So it's pretty impossible to expect revenue um, and to expect profits when everything is like, everything that we're taught to do is kind of like, um, indirect, you know, like go and make a blog post, go in Facebook groups and just, you know, start helping people go in, you know, just do all these crazy things that will not essentially lead to a sale or a, lead to an increase in profits. Right. So with that being said, um, at the beginning of this year and even in, into the um, lower end of last year, I made the, the intentional decision that everything that I did was going to be geared for an outcome. Um, I have people tell me all the time that it's so difficult to be consistent on social media. Mm -hmm. Really at the root of that and what they're saying is when I get on social media, I don't see results from it. Because the truth is, <laughs> if when you were showing up, you had a positive result, you'd be much more consistent with it. Absolutely. Um, so I decided to get to it. Like, okay, what are the things that I can do? How can I generate leads in a way that are going to lead to opportunities to generate revenue in my business? And when I started implementing those things, world of difference. So we know each other personally, you've yeah. been able to see the changes and it's just been a direct path to profits instead of, you know, running around Robin Hood's bar if, the, if we want to go there. So, right. So specifically, like, I know that I feel like every single time I get on Instagram, it pops up that you're doing a Facebook live or an Instagram live. Yes, <laughs> every single I'm time, there. I'm like, I'm there. how is she getting anything else done? So can you speak to that? Like, how do you balance, you know, the actual getting done stuff of, mm. of doing client work with being visible and being able to have these conversations with potential clients? First of all, I have an amazing team. I love you. I love you. I love you. Like I have an amazing team. Um, and that's really one of the first things I did. I started hiring before I was necessarily, let's just put some air quotes around it, ready to hire. Um, and then I was very, very grateful because some life stuff happened before or right after I began building my team. And I was just glad that they were there mm -hmm. to actually bolster me. Um, but so the first thing is that I have an agency. So I have a team, people that are there to are waiting to be delegated to and to do the client work for the most part. I'm still on as head content strategist, but I do have an amazing content assistant. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I began to look at visibility as my job. 
So just like a client meeting is on my calendar, so is live streaming. Mm -hmm. I think that when you think of it as an optional thing, it becomes an optional thing. Like it's very, very easy to knock it off um, and say, well, no, I'll take this nap. I deserve this nap here. Um, I love naps. I do love naps. (laughs) Nobody's going to die if I don't live stream today. I need a nap. But no, like when I started to put it as a part of like my job description, Mm -hmm. visibility became a part of my job description. And I saw exponential growth. So even in this year, I went from about under a thousand followers in June to 6,000 plus um, now in November. So, um, and, and, you know, literally I was the person who spent like 200 followers for like the first two years of business, you know? So just being able to see that kind of growth when I started to measure the return on my actions, I was like, okay, this is the direction I need to go. And I'm going to continue being consistent with it. Right. I think one of the things that people make the mistake of is like trying to be all the things to all the people in all the places. I always tell my clients, even if they're coming to us for like some social media support and everything, like don't try to be on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn Mm. all at the Mm -hmm. same time. Because number one, you will burn yourself out, you know, and you will spread yourself so thin that you are not doing an excellent job anywhere and truly being visible anywhere. So find that one or two places that you shine, that you enjoy, you know, producing content in or, you know, um, uh, being with your, with your, with your clients and everything or potential clients, like where is your tribe hanging out? Mm -hmm. Go hang out there and create those relationships. Yeah. Yes. Go where your audience is always. Yeah. Um, I listen, I'm not my audience. I love Twitter, but that's personal use. Yes. Don't come find me on Twitter. Please do not (laughs) stay on Instagram and Facebook, but no, I'm going to show up where my audience is. That is always going to be important. And that goes back to service. Mm -hmm. So who am I serving? If I'm showing up on platforms that do not have my audience, I would never be able to live out those feelings of fulfillment um, and all the things that I say that I love to do in my business. Right. Um, So yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm going live and I'm consistent every single weekday at two o'clock. And if not, I'm answering like I'm late for work. Y'all, I'm not going to be on a two. I'm going to be on a 2.15. You know, I'm letting my people know because that consistency builds trust. Absolutely. Um, and some people are wondering, like, why aren't people buying for me? Well, mm-hmm. they don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you don't do what you say you're going to do. So um, you first want to set the expectations, but then you want to follow through once mm-hmm. you've established that expectation to build that scenario where people want information from. Right. And it it goes back to the whole no like trust factor, right? And we talk about that so much in online business that people have to first know you, then they Mm -hmm. have to like you, and then they have to trust you. And that's Mm -hmm. like any other relationship, be it romantic, be it friendship, you know, you don't just, it's very rare that you meet somebody and then you're like, oh my gosh, we're best friends and we trust each other with our lives. No, you have to cultivate that relationship. So you've chosen to do that, you know, through your Facebook and Instagram lives other people may choose to do that in their you know with their email list with continuing to nurture their email list or a combination you know of all of those things yes if i can can i just talk about the mindset shift that happened um between 200 followers and 6,000 please do my va business (laughs) okay like let's just get to it because here's the deal 
When I had 200 followers, it was because I told myself that that was the only thing that I could have. Mm. And because I was seeing and thinking that I only need three clients. I only need four clients because let's talk about it. As virtual assistants, we're on a one-to-one basis. We Mm -hmm. can only carry so many clients at one time. So, you know, four out of 200 seems like pretty good odds. You know, like you think that that's a, a great scenario. Um, but when when we really think about lead generation, the the process that someone is going to go through when we talk about the know, like, and trust process, someone can know you, they can like you a lot, they can also trust you, but you can just find them at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. They're at the beginning stages of their business. They could have just hired. Um, you know, you can just find them at the wrong period uh, in the wrong process that they are in in their business. So. When I started to think about the law of large numbers, because I'm a statistics person, psychology major, I'm like, all right, you want to be successful as a virtual assistant, you got to get more people. And that's where the real strategy began to be developed for social media lead generation, social media client acquisition. Um, I needed to get visible to more people to increase my odds and my chances of being hired and also being seen. Love that. So I know that a lot of VAs are just like, they don't know what to talk about, you know, Mm. whether they're going to do it in a blog or social media or whatever the case may be. They're like, I don't know what to talk about. So how Mm. do you have enough ideas (laughs) that you're able to go live? I think it's easier for you because I think with personality, it just clicks. And like the minute, the minute I watch your live streams, I'm just like, you are in your zone of genius and it's clear yes. that you're just living in your purpose. But for people yes. who, who aren't, you know, maybe they're not video people. Maybe that's yeah. not the way they want to do it. How do they figure out what, what their audience is looking for to hear from them? Mm. So very specifically for virtual assistants, I would say to increase, like heighten your empathy, mm. like multiply it by 1,000. Because when you speak to someone, um, even a client that doesn't actually go into purchasing your services, they're telling you what they need to hear from you, right? But if you're just so focused on closing the sale or you're just so focused on sending the invoice, you'll miss all the nuggets. Mm -hmm. Everything that I began teaching on social media was from real life conversation. So conversations and having a in-person business benefits the client or the future customer or potential customer. But what it really does, it creates a just a breeding ground of market research. Um, So what I would say to do is to, number one, focus on conversations, focus on community, and then pull out about four themes. So I chose four themes when I started to begin to create my content bank of topics that I would talk about. And I've had it with my audience in mind. The first thing I would talk about was financial accountability and responsibility. Because if I want people to invest in their business, they have to have a handle on their finances. Second thing I talk about is marketing and visibility, because if I want them to, you know, value the services that I offer, they have to understand the benefits of actually being visible in marketing and being in the marketplace. Um, Third thing that I talk about is team management. Um, So if I'm talking to someone about team management, I'm already priming them to treat me well as their virtual assistant. Um, But I'm also teaching them, again, the value of support. Um, so with these topics that I am breaking out, I said four things, can't think about the other one. 
I can't think of it right now. It's, it's okay. content. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to that, <laughs> um, when it comes to that, what I am getting to is teaching your audience what they need to know to make a purchasing decision from you. And that could be just as simple as showing them what you're actually doing. Mm -hmm. I talked to a lot of virtual assistants and I'm like, well, why would I go and tell someone how I create social media posts? Why would I go and tell someone how I organize the back end of a website? Why would I go and tell someone the systems I use for email management? Um, because they can just go do it themselves. That is a flawed it way totally is. Yes. Thinking. <laughs> I know how to do all these things, but I'm still going to hire you because right. I want to teach. Yeah. Yep. I want to do the things, guys. I'm very like expressive, so I'm over here doing like all the <laughs> okay. The hands are like out of control, <sighs> but I love it. Listen, <laughs> I want to teach, so I'm going to give you the money. Like I am going to pay you the money, and you getting on live stream or you creating an informational post. Or you showing up with content is doing nothing but reinforcing to me that you are the person for me to hire. And you know what I know. So, and I'm, I'm going to wrap this up, but just one more thing. A lot of virtual assistants get intimidated when the business owner knows what they need to be doing. Because we kind of position ourselves, we're like, I know something you don't know. <laughs> I know social media. You don't know social media. So let me come into your business and do this thing for you. But there's the business owner like me that knows social media. I know how to rock it. And when you can come to me and you can speak my language, I'm like, yes, yes. this person can do this for me. Mm -hmm. It instills trust yet again. So please, guys, start to think about your audience. Start to think about what you can share with them um, so that it proves that you are the authority and that they can have you to come into their business, be implanted in it, and help it to grow or sustain. That's so fantastic. Yay. So can you tell us about the PDF that you are sharing with our audience today? Yes. So I am sharing, guys. Okay, Tasha sings too, so don't do not <laughs> <laughs> So I'm sharing four effective marketing strategies to get your next client. Um, and within this, I talk on the platforms of email and Instagram. So I'm showing you how to use a DM strategy. I'm showing you how to use uh, stories as a strategy. And then with email, I'm showing you like, guys, you need this PDF because it is going to literally walk you through how to take someone from Instagram and social media, put them on your email list, and then invite them to one-on-one -on -one client meeting. So if you are having problems generating leads, if you're not having at least two to three client conversations per week, this workbook is going to help you to begin to generate those leads. I, I walk you through screenshot by screenshot how to do it from Instagram to email to Zoom or phone conversation. That's amazing. And where can our audience find you online and on social media? So that's at virtual40 on Instagram and Facebook. It is virtual, the number four, O-U-R-T-Y. So not typically how you spell 40, um, but yeah, virtual 40, you can find me there and you can also find me at 40.com. Thank you so much, Bria. You are amazing. And I have loved our conversation. Thank you. Love you, Tasha. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to the launchguild.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. 
If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You've got this.